So welcome into episode three of Blended Together, a marriage podcast. I am here with my lovely wife, Meredith, and we left off last week. How do we finish last week? I think you finish it with, if you want to find out how McKenna reacts, tune in next week. True. Because we were talking about how when we were blending together... And our kids were starting to be a part of us as a couple and us spending time together that they handled it in many different ways. Many different ways. And I think we were talking about how with the age that McKenna was at was a lot different of an age than what Aubrey was at. So I think there was different reactions from each kid in that aspect of things. And I think their timing was different. Like, yeah. I think their reactions were different, and I think their timing was different. Like, I think McKenna probably reacted up front with, like, excitement and, you know, I get to meet this person, and this is so fun. I get to be a part, like, of mom's dating life, I guess, for lack of a better term. So up front, her timing was, this is great. And then as time went on, it got harder and harder. And as things in her life started to change, we started to see that regression then and, and that kind of pushback and and lots of questions and, and, you know, tough nights and tough conversations. And I almost feel like while Aubrey had moments, I feel like it took her longer to get there. Like she's so much more easygoing that I think her timing was a lot different. Like she just sort of went with the flow for quite a long time except for little things. And then I think as time went on and it got more comfortable, I think that's when we saw her open up more. Well, I don't think she was at the time as invested or even if she is. I mean, I think they're at different phases in their life. I mean, you're talking an 8-year-old at that time versus a 12-year-old. And I think you'd be the first to say that 10 to 11 years old is where the big change starts to happen from toddler to the teen and adult and puberties and all of that stuff starts to flow out. And so I think at that point where you were at, McKenna was more invested in the adult side of it Mm -hmm. and how does this affect me side of it versus Aubrey who is just like, oh, I can still watch YouTube? Cool. You know, I'm still just whatever. You know, it's not. And, I mean, they and they were at different. They they had different things in their life too. You know, your life was very McKenna oriented as far as we have dance every single night, basically. So that's what we're gonna do. Like, world revolves around dance and McKenna's dance schedule. Um, being with the career that you have you know, for majority of her life that she can remember, she would walk out of school and be with you mm-hmm. and then hang out with you while you were working until it was time to go to dance. And then you would sit at dance with her until it was time to go home. And then it was, well, it's eight o'clock at night. We need to get home and get ready for tomorrow. So what should we get for dinner? So it was like a lot of decision making together and a lot of being involved in your world, I think, as to where Aubrey and I, it was more like she would come home from school and it's like, I'm doing my stuff, you know, make sure you get your bath taken. You know, there wasn't like a, my world revolved around her 
as much and there wasn't like those big changes to see. I mean, that's kind of how I see it. High overview. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think even, you know, and, and we'll get to this stage in a little bit, but like even with us moving, <laughs> very important. I'm thirsty. That was very important. Yeah. Okay. But even like when it came to blending our homes together and things like that, like I think while I removed bedrooms, I think us moving homes and having to pack up a home, which we did over the course of three years, her and I packed and moved a lot. Like there was just a lot of things that happened. And so packing and moving became a sign of bad things. We pack and move because something bad is happening or we pack and move because someone's not in our life anymore. Or So I think as soon as we took the security blanket of her house, like her home away, I think her mind instantly went to any other time I've had to pack and move, bad has happened or something has happened. So that trauma that's connected to that, I think that came back up. So as soon as we said, you know, we're, we're going to move in together, we're going to have, you're going to have your own bedroom. This is going to be great. We're going to have a bigger home. We're going to have, you know, all of us are going to be together. We could talk it up as many different ways as we wanted to. But for her, it was, I'm moving again. This must be bad. And so I think that's when we kind of saw that backwards pattern with her too, because she didn't quite, she wasn't quite okay with letting anyone else in that way. Because yeah. then that means not only is she moving again, and not only is moving usually not a great situation, but now I think she's catching on that we're serious and that you are moving into that that role of you and I instead of her being in the decision-making role. And so I think she was losing control of a lot of things really fast. And I think that was like the big, <clears throat> that was the first, I think, really big aspect of life changes mm -hmm. that really affected her because when we started dating it was a lot of you would come home or and, and you would tell her about it you, you know like she was still your person she was involved yeah. right it was like yeah. how'd your day go or how did this go and, and so it was a lot of that or that you know and then from there it transitioned to where a lot of it would be Either I was over at your house, mm -hmm. so she was involved there, or you would come hang out with me while she was at dance, and then you'd go back and pick her up. So in her world, a lot really wasn't changing at that aspect of things when we first started dating. It was just, there's this guy, but it's still, our after school is the same, our house is the same, this is the same, you know, like there's still a lot of similarities. And then it would be like on the weekends, you know, Aubrey and I would come over and hang out and there was a big, you know, it was a lot of involvement. We'd play games and we would, you know, do this. Like we didn't disappear and go do things and leave the kids by themselves to just fight. It was, you know, to fight it out or to get along or not. It was, we all hung out together all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we would hang out, I guess, alone either during the day well, they were at school or whatever. I don't know where they were. I guess they were... Well, my kind of was old enough to be home alone, so she was probably at home sleeping still in the morning. Um, but, you know, for the weekends, I, I mean, from from their point of view, not much was changing. We spent our time after they were in bed, at sleep at night, and that's where we could communicate and talk, and then we talked a lot through text messaging when we could. Um 
I guess, yeah, you were back at work because it was, you know, come January, you were back at work, so we would kind of chat during the day. I'd meet up with you for lunch times or between school and dance, we would meet up. And so I don't think there was a lot. And where we started to see, we started to see her transition into the excitement because I remember that time, there was times where, you know, like she went to grandma's and grandpa's every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. That was your reprieve. That was your, since she was a baby, she went to Saturday night at grandma and grandpa's. And that was just what she did. And I remember the conversations that were along the lines of um, her coming home and you hearing from your mom of, well, McKenna says she might not be coming over here as much anymore because she's getting older. And, you know, there's other things going on than coming over here, Mm -hmm. which was more like, okay, there's this guy in the picture and we're all hanging out. We're doing stuff and I don't want to miss out on anything. So I'm going to be hanging out with mom more if he's going to be over there and they're going to be doing that family dynamic things like, right. Is that. Yeah. Cause I think she started to. Are you leaving me? No, oh, okay. Um, I think what happened is she started to see. She started to see you being more involved and she started to see Aubrey being around all the time. And so I think what was happening when she would leave, she felt like she was missing something. Like I'm missing out on this. If I go, if I go to grandma and grandpa's, or if I go to dance, or if I go anywhere, mom and Tyson and Aubrey are still hanging out. They're doing something, the three of them, and then she feels like the odd man out. So she felt like she was missing out on something that we were doing, even if we weren't doing anything. I think the idea of all of us being together without her made her uncomfortable. Yeah, and then it kind of went to. You know, dance has been the thing for, what, five, six, seven, eight years was the thing. And then it was, I mean, I remember taking her to school one day and we were just talking. And, you know, she had a lot of, there was a lot of drama of dance and we don't have to get into all that stuff. But I remember just saying then, then why don't you quit? Why do you keep doing it? Maybe after this season you shouldn't. And I was just kind of saying that as a suggestion. She's like well, can I do that? And it was just kind of like, well, yeah. Like, if you don't want to do it, nobody's making you do it. If you don't want to be there, don't go. Well, then I told you about that conversation, and you're like, well, we've been talking about quitting for years. It's just when it comes time to try out for next year, she just, we go, and that's what we do. And so I think it was more of like a, in that aspect, it was like, I don't want to do this, and I haven't wanted to do this for a few years, but I keep doing it because there's nothing else going on in life, and this is just what we do, and it's almost it is almost a reason to get out of the house and away from a bad situation and now the situation seems like it's going to turn fun or it might be fun it's different so now i don't want to be away at this thing anymore mm-hmm. so maybe there is an opportunity to quit and do something different and she's a very routine driven kid and not big on change and when cha- again like when change would happen it was usually not for a good reason so yeah. I think dance was like her safe place. It was like, I, that can't change. Even though I don't want to do it, I know that. I know where I'm going. I know what to do. I know what's expected. It's safe. Yeah, and I, I remember even like, um, you know, when I, I mean, I asked her what her thoughts were about us getting married before I asked you to marry me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was all excited and everything was excited and and she was a part of it. 
And then when I remember the the transition, or, or maybe not the transition, I don't know that this was necessarily a transition, but it was more of a reaction when it came down to like, okay, I'm going to propose this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was like, whoa, wait, I thought you were doing it on our birthday. And I remember that, pers- and I was like, I don't remember ever talking about it. And it was like, so in her mind, it was, okay, he's going to propose, but it's going to be this time. And then I threw it, and then I did it on a different time than what she thought. And I think that's where we were overall. I think that was like kind of the first part that we saw of that. But the continuing trend with her specifically is like she's okay with things, but then it comes in her head of, of this is how I think it's going to go. And that's what I'm okay with. But if it goes a little bit different than that, now I'm going to fall apart and I'm going to struggle with this because that's not what I was thinking was going to happen or how it was going to happen. And I think that was kind of the first aspect of it. But, I mean, that that went over fine. Mm -hmm. So we got engaged. And then the conversation started happening with, okay, we're engaged now. We are going to need to be combining, not only planning a wedding, but we're engaged like well, this is happening we're doing this when there's no way out we don't want outs we that was one of the things we agreed on is there's no outs we both committed and so now it's like okay we have two houses that we have to figure out we have multiple vehicles we have two kids we have all the stuff that we got to figure out and it's like ooh, i think yours and my mindset in that was why wait like why keep going like this we spend we're either at your house or we're at my house. We're going between two houses. We don't want to be apart. We're engaged. We're planning a wedding. So now it comes down to, okay, so we have to combine two houses. Well, and I think the conversation ultimately ended up also being, we want to make our our upcoming marriage or we want to make our relationship a priority. But we also want to do what's best for our kids, knowing both kids are very different and both kids react differently. Um, I know the conversation was we knew that there was probably going to be some struggles with McKenna. Not as much as we didn't know as much as um, we know now. I don't think we were expecting as much of what we got, but we still knew there was going to be a little bit of struggle. And then I think we also knew that if we did not – move forward with moving in before we got married, that we would start the first few months or the first year of our marriage in bigger struggles. Like we kind of wanted to go through that blending phase before the wedding so that the wedding could happen, we could be a family of four, and we could kind of move forward into the next stage of our life. And I think we also knew we spend so much time together and we were going back and forth between both houses that I think it almost became that situation of what's best for the kids. Do they need to be going back and forth between two houses? Do they need to wonder if we're going to be staying here or there or, you know, even, well, the dog's home alone. Now we have to go home and let the dog out because we've been over here. Like there was just so much management of it and back and forth that it just wasn't good for anybody. And we knew that we would rather just be able to spend quality time, all of us together, having dinner and and nightly routines and and waking up together and getting everybody after school together rather than whose house are we at this time? I'm going to be on the phone with you. So now McKenna wasn't getting my attention at home at all because I had the phone connected to me all the time or I was texting, you know, because we wanted to stay in communication. And so in order to help all of those scenarios, we decided that that was our next best step, which I still... 
looking back on it, and some people agree with living together before marriage and some don't, and that's fine. It, different things work for different people, and, and I fully understand where both sides come from. I think for us, looking back on it now, I would probably do it the exact same way that we did it simply because we got to go through all of those things that we went through and, and we'll talk more about. And we really did get to when it was time for the wedding. We got kids where they needed to be, families more on board, life settled enough that we could actually enjoy our wedding and move into married life having already gone through all of all of the steps that we had to go through. Yeah, realistically, married life has been drama-free. Yeah. As far as our family goes, because we already had gone through all that and been situated. And just to touch on, you know, from, I'm, I'm no expert, but my opinion is the same as yours. I don't think there's anything biblically wrong with living together before marriage. Um, at least in my opinion and my interpretation and how I do it. Um, but I'm okay with anybody's interpretation. My stance is more just the reason you don't live together is because of temptation to have sex. And so it's recommended not to live together so you don't have the temptation to have sex before marriage. Um, we were sinners. We did have sex before marriage. Um, and I guess just to close that off real quick because that's I mean that's not even really part of the podcast but admitting that you know through this and in this episode right now we did meet with our pastor and he challenged us at one point to not have sex until we got married mm -hmm. and we accepted immediately and we made it we stopped yeah, we did it. that exact day when uh, we walked out of meeting with him and said we're not gonna have sex again until our wedding and we went all the way until our wedding so I would, looking back at it, I would never, I mean, you can live life with regrets and you can say all the time, you know, there could be a million things you could look at back on and say, well, I would do that different. And we could even look at our life, our lives through the last 35 years and be like, well, if I didn't do this when I was 20, <laughs> I wouldn't have this when I'm 35. But again, if you didn't do that when you were 20, you wouldn't have this when you were 35. So if, if I didn't, break my foot when I was 20 doing something stupid, I wouldn't have this limp. But if I wouldn't have broke my foot when I was 20 and everything that came with that, I wouldn't have you at 35, right? So it's like, I don't believe in in the whole mindset of, oh, I regret doing that and I wish I could go back and change it because you go back and change it and where you're at today might not be where you're at today had you gone back and changed something. Like all of those things, I mean... I have two failed marriages, and it's something that at times I can get very insecure about and feel bad about. But at the same time, I go into my third marriage with a lot of lessons learned, and I go into our marriage before we even got married talking, like, direct. This is what I've seen in myself. This is who I am. This is what I'm working on. This is things that I really struggle to change. Um, but this is my vision. This is where... You know, this is what I believe. And I, I told you multiple times before marriage, like, I generally believe the, the man is the like, spiritual leader, the leader in the family. And you have the same belief because that's the type of family you grew up in, where your dad was the leader of the family. So that was just natural for you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, looking back at at the way we did everything, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't do anything different at the time going through it. I mean, there were, there was a lot more struggles beyond just McKenna. I mean, there was, you're out of an eight year relationship, six months out of it. Realistically. Yeah. Yep. And we start dating and that's great and everything's fantastic. And what felt like an eternity for us was a month later telling parents we're engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they thought we were probably, well, they never said they thought we were crazy, but I'm sure they... I mean, the reaction on parents' faces when you tell them, I mean, your mom was very like, oh, I'm happy, you know, because she heard a lot, not only from you, but from McKenna, mm-hmm. and your and your mom's relationship was starting to change at that point because of our, our engagement and our relationship, and that was a whole other struggle that we went through that we can talk about. Um, I think for my parents, it was more just like, you're crazy, but they also understand, like, they knew me enough to know, like, I mean, both my previous marriages were, both of them were, I was just dating somebody and then, hey, mom, we got married. So it was like, I don't think it was shocking in that aspect. It was more like, you're really going to do this the third time, you know, kind of scenario. Um, so we have the McKenna struggles that we, we faced and, you know, we kind of talk about how she was in control. Her life wasn't really changing. Mm -hmm. She was still doing dance. She still had the comfort of her house, but we're getting to a point now where it's like, okay, we have to go back and forth all the time because we got a dog to let out. So you can't even come stay the weekend at my house right? because we got to go back and forth and let a dog out. And we're either bringing a kid out of her comfort zone over to my house or we're taking us out of our comfort zone over to your house. And it was just at that point becoming this thing, this kind of back and forth. And so we started talking about moving in together and that kind of sparked, I'd say one of our first heated arguments or intense conversations. I wouldn't even really say a strong disagreement. Yeah. A strong disagreement (laughs) that, we basically ended up tabling and saying, well, it'll figure itself out at some point because you had made your point very clear and I made my point very clear. And I think it's probably a good spot to stop because that could take Ooh, us for another hour. That could take us a while to explain. And, and talk so about. maybe that's where we should stop for today. We have McKenna going through a transition. We haven't even really got to Aubrey and... and I think it's because, like you said, Aubrey is more laid back. She, none of this has affected her at this point yet. Yeah, we're not there For yet. For her, it's more just like, cool, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Just going with it. I'm getting to do this stuff. No big deal. I'm just going. McKenna was, this is fine. This is great. Like, I'm still super involved. I want to be more involved with this guy and this family dynamic. Maybe I should not go to grandma's as much because I want to be in this. Maybe I shouldn't go to... I don't want to dance anymore because I want to be in this and have this family dynamic. Uh, we get engaged. We have my parents that are just kind of blowing everything off. Like, meh, don't do this again, but he's going to do it again anyway. Mm-hmm. He's going to do what he wants. Your parents uh, are kind of just like, wow, we've heard nothing but great things about him. And she's extremely happy. But holy cow, they're getting engaged. Like, yeah, she just got it was like supportive but protective. And I think protective outweighed supportive a little bit. And- yeah. And then we have, we don't want to be apart anymore, so we're getting married. We need to move in together. We need to figure this out. And 
you know, so I think while figuring out the housing situation was was a heated argument, we probably had your parents transitioning a little bit to falling off the supportive wagon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we probably did for a little while. And having some intense conversations with your parents. And then we have McKenna starting to fall apart a little bit more when it started talking about moving. Like the moving thing that pushed her was over. a huge barrier that we had to get over because that was a barrier with your parents, with McKenna, between us too. Um, so I think that's a good place to stop for tonight and pick up next week is like our conversation about moving and how we're going to combine. Are we going to move to your house? Or are we going to move to my house? Um and then we can get into a little bit more about how your parents started transitioning and then maybe McKenna transitioning when we actually told her how we were going to be moving. Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to have to just keep, I guess, you're going to have to subscribe <laughs> and follow along with this story because... It's going to get good. <laughs> it's, it's a fun story. It, it really is. And I think if any of you have gone through these types of things, you can probably relate. And if you haven't gone through these types of things, but you're single and maybe you're going to, or, you know, if you've never had to blend a family together you've been lucky and been able to just create a family with your your spouse like hopefully this is just i'm sure you've gone through similar things just maybe not blending families together but no matter i mean or blending kids i guess together because no matter what you're blending a family together right you're taking your parents and you my parents and me and blending them into this one type of family thing we just so happen to have kids right involved and I think just life in general, any situation, like we're able to step back now and look at the whole scenario and see how it all played out and feel good about it because we we know the end result. Yeah. But when you're in the middle of it and you don't quite know where it's going to go and how it's going to turn out, it's scary and it's hard and it's messy and there's a lot of emotions connected to it. And you often wonder like, are we going to get to the other side? Is this going to get better? So no matter what life situation is happening, I think everyone goes through that. And we're able to be on the other side of it now telling these stories. And it's it's almost fun to look back on them because I know the outcome. Like, I know the yeah. outcome is good, and so we can look back at the hard and the messy. And, and I think the biggest thing that we can reiterate every single episode is we got through all of these things because of prayer, because of God, and because that we decided the day we decided to get married, that we were the most important bond out of this whole situation. I mean, other than my bond with God, your bond with God, our bond together was more important than a bond with a kid or a bond with our parents or anything, and that's what we were going to nurture and what we were going to progress forward. And we'll talk about that more as we get more into we're living together and, and stuff now. We'll talk about that marriage bond, but we decided very early on that our decisions are going to be made around what's best for our family and what's best for you and I, because you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives together. Mm -hmm. Our parents aren't going to be there for the rest of their lives and our kids aren't going to be there for, well, yeah, they're going I mean, to they're going to be in and, our lives, right. but we're only responsible for them until they're 18. And then they're going to go do their own thing, be angry at us, probably dislike us for five to seven years before they realized that we were right mm -hmm. and come want to have a relationship with us again. I mean, that just seems to <laughs> that 17 <laughs> to 23 year old area, you know, where they think their parents are stupid. Um, I mean, we know that, okay, our kids are going to turn 18 and go off to college and probably they're just going to do their thing with their friends and, and ditch us basically. So we knew like 
it's you and I every single day Mm -hmm. for the rest of our lives. And that's the most important bond that we have to nurture. And I think every time we had a conversation, it always came back to, well, what's best that in that situation. And that's how we made our decisions. And now looking back at it and getting through it, it's like, we did think about that in every situation. Mm -hmm. We made those decisions based on that. And I think we got through it a lot easier thinking only 10 months ago was this happening. Holy cow. I mean, it, it was feel, only 10 feel, months ago. It feels like three years ago, but like this was literally 10 oh months ago that, so that much we were walking happened. through this and yeah. going through this. But it seems like so long ago that we, I mean, our wedding even seems like a super long time ago. We did a lot in a short amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So we'll leave that with uh, for you guys uh, this week, and we'll be back next week with episode four. Episode four already. Episode four. Episode four, and we're not even married yet. Oh, in our story. I was like, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's late. I'm tired. Yeah, yes, we are up, married, so. but not in our story. We are not In our married story yet. at this point, we're not married yeah. yet. So we will leave you guys from there. Any closing words that you have? No, but I just realized we're not very good at wrapping things up because we keep talking. I know. I we say we we're going to leave that here. And then we, yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's it for episode three. Thank you for checking us out. I hope you subscribe. And if you find this interesting, please do subscribe and share it with somebody that might be going through a blended situation or just a relationship because I think there's some fun relationship stuff in here. So uh, we will talk to you guys next week with episode five and probably some more blended together drama. Episode four. Episode four. This is only three. This is three. Okay. Episode. See, it this. is late. I know. I know. Late. I know. We got this. All right, guys. Thanks for... Uh, listening watching however you're finding this uh, we appreciate it so much meredith tyson and we are blended together a marriage podcast bye now toodles bye. toodaloo bye <laughs>